Special Agent John Utah, day number one in L.A. Welcome aboard. You're going over your personnel record. Very impressive. Thank you. You may very well have been in the top 2% of your class at Quantico, but quite frankly, son, out here, you have exactly zero hours of experience in the field. You know nothing. In fact, you know less than nothing. If you even knew that you knew nothing, that'd be something, but you don't. Yes, sir. You need a solid breakfast, Utah? Sir? All the food groups, avoiding caffeine, sugar. I like to make sure that all my people maintain Coming sound through. cardiovascular fitness. We don't drink, and we sure as hell don't smoke. Sir, I take the skin off chicken. Good man. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, the last one of 2018 for December 30th, 2017, episode 363, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. My name is Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian, Brian, South Carolina, Dunaway. Oh, I see what you did there with my last name. Yeah. I live there. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hi. Hey, young and dumb and full of gum. Who told you could park on my shooting range? Where's my whistle? Oh, well, hello there. You must be Catherine Bigelow's wet dream. I mean, I'm just saying, it's raining out here, and you're full of, you know, you're fulfilling her artistic dreams. I mean, nothing perverse. Anywho, <laughs> it's your turn to take aim at hilariously illustrated bad guys and gals here at the Sunday Funny Shooting Range, where it's funny to shoot stuff in the head or foot, because everybody knows foot trauma is the best form of humorous karma. Okay. <laughs> Sammy Idaho or Billy Arkansas or whatever your deal is. If at any point you are looking California and feeling Minnesota, then just stop. Because at that point break, I have probably foreshadowed too far into the future. Come on. These are the 90s jokes, people. Come on, brah. Smile already. Oh, wow. Four out of five dentists agree. That's creepy. Okay, smiling. It ain't your thing. Now, where's my whistle? 100% sure you're going to take your shirt off in about five minutes if I don't get out of here. It happened, too. Totally took your shirt off. Well done. That was that was great. Also uh, with us, Randy, Randy, Texas, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brah, <laughs> hey, brah. man. Hey, man. It's basic dog psychology, brah. <laughs> if you scare them, like, whoa, and get them peeing down their leg, dude, they submit. But if you project weakness, brah, that promotes violence, dude. And that's how people get hurt, bruh. Were you watching this at like 0.5 speed? Because it causes hesitation, bruh. And hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true, bruh. Yeah. Vibra con Dios, bruh. <laughs> A lot of bras in this show. I hope you're able to get over the flu pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also with us, Brian, Brian, Colorado, Ibbett. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. Oh! Uh, so 
So I was looking through the uh, IMDb trivia section for Point Break, and I don't know if these are true or not, but right under where it talks about how Johnny Depp and Charlie Sheen were originally considered for the role of Johnny Utah, it talks about how Johnny Utah's character wasn't originally even going to be an FBI agent. So here are some of the other jobs that they were actually considering for Johnny Utah, and I'll, I'll deliver it like Keanu Reeves. I am a Central Intelligence Agency employee. <laughs> number two. I am a Ventura County police officer. <laughs> Here's another one. I am a professional dog walker. <laughs> I am a subway sandwich artist. <laughs> and my final one. I am a hot topic retail sales associate. You're very also f- you're very full of gum as well. Yeah. Very full of gum. Uh, gum. Yeah. Gum. He <laughs> says gum, right? Yeah, it's gum. Of course, I, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched it on. I watched it on a uh, late night TV on, on network. So yeah. Yeah. That's of course, it's gum. Absolutely. Sure, it was never anything. Sure, sure. Nothing that rhymes with gum or no, any any of those no. words. Hey, uh, it's uh, Catherine Bigelow's 1991 classic Point Break. Everybody. Now, normally I would play a Fletcher thing here. Uh, did not get one from him this week. However. My bad. Got something even specialer or more special. Uh, So I'm going to just play it now. Why not? Uh, In in lieu of that, uh, Jamie, people know this dude from TMS mashups, made a little special Scott Fletcher thing for us. And it's pretty great. So uh, to celebrate Point Blank and a year of film sack, Blake. (laughs) Point Blake. Point Blake. Who is is Blake? I I love Point Blake, Blake, actually. (laughs) Point Blake and his he's full of gum. Here's the (laughs) Scott. The Scott Fletcher Supercut I give you. Here you go. Hello. And I got good levels. Good levels. Yes. Stand back. Boom. Night of the Comet. Well, where is it? There we go. Right there. And the thing and the whatnot. Shall we play a game? If I wasn't about to my pants, I'd be fascinated. Warriors. Come out to play, yay! Reverend, you've got balls as big as church bells. Fed up with their sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical. How much mouth noise can I make in this recording? Never drum on a white lady's boobies at a big redneck dance. She's a breath of fresh ass. Directed by. Directed by. Now I'm self conscious. Directed. Directed by Guillermo del Toro. I can do better. Directed by Guillermo del Damn it. Unless you want this Fu Manchu blown back to the 60s, you better f*** the back off. You better back the f*** off. I can't believe I screwed that up. Flash. Ah, he'll save every one of us. I feel the need. The need for homoerotic volleyball. Ungrateful bitch! Uh, you better watch out, mister, or I'm gonna kick your ass! Mortal Kombat! <laughs> I guess you knew it would end this way. Okay. Oh, that was man. That was I want to start using the phrase, like, a breath of fresh ass. <laughs> All right, but well, you have to do it the way he does it, which is, that's like a breath of fresh ass! <laughs> the way he emphasizes ass is so oh, good. Forget, since we only get, like, little bits every week, you forget how great all those are. Oh, they're ama- really. amazing. Yeah. And he does that stuff live in front of people and then records the blooperies and then saves them, apparently, because that's how Jamie got a hold of them, and... Uh, <laughs> It's fantastic. So hats off to both uh, Jamie for the incredible uh, uh, 
thing he made there and also Scott Fletcher for living and existing in our lives. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> point blank. It's uh, a <laughs> point break. <laughs> point break is what I meant to say. Uh, okay. I don't remember much. It turns out I've seen this oh, really? a couple of times, but I have like this really weird limited memory of it because in my head, Anthony Kiedis and his whole little side gang mm-hmm. were way more in this movie than they are. They're barely in it. Like, yeah. nah, brah, not at just all. Two, two altercations. That was it. That's totally shocking. Yeah. While we're on the subject of that, there is something for me that's intensely satisfying about watching uh, a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers get punched in the face. Yeah. So good. Any member will do. Yeah. Any, any member be, will do. Yeah. It could be right. Flea. It could be Anthony Kiedis or those other two. <laughs> and the rest. And yeah. the rest. What surprises me is that he was able to get stunt casting in 90, 1990 when this film was made. Like yeah. that, that kind of surprises me because I think of the Red Hot Chili Peppers as being a bit later than that. But sure. I mean, they had now their, there's... they had their thing, right? But they weren't, you're right that they weren't as they weren't that big this would be like rem in 1984 in athens georgia like Mm -hmm. small and local and and whatever but yeah they were about to blow up by the way there is some interesting trivia about anthony kiedis's uh performance in point break uh basically the the stunt coordinator fight coordinator gathered everybody together for the fight scenes to teach them like how to how to fight and it was specifically for that fight where Utah has the surfboard and he's kind of getting ganged up on by uh Kiedis and, and his boys. Mm. And uh he gathered everybody together to teach him how to do the fight. The only one who didn't show up was Anthony Kiedis, and that's why oh. <laughs> that's why Anthony gets knocked out first and you don't see it for the rest of the fight. Basically, it was the fight coordinator's way of saying, All right, well, you don't show up to uh to Boot fight camp. practice, you're no. you're you're taken out first. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Now yeah. I I, I I wonder, this is just a tiny thought. Sure. You guys sure, can, sure. we can argue about this or, or, or perhaps I will be, it'll be lamented that I even brought it up. I'm going to start to roll up my sleeves right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this movie is regarded by many I know who I would, I would say that they, they live in the dude bro existence. Yeah. The kind of like, dude, man, this, my chicks are lame. Dudes are awesome. Kind of world. Uh, and are kind of misogynistic surfers a little bit sure whatever (laughs) yes uh who who probably don't know Catherine bigelow made this movie they probably Mm -hmm. don't know that a woman made their favorite dude bro movie and um and not only made it but i think aptly made it like she's she's a bona fide action director she's great at it and now an oscar winning and and nominated and otherwise highly respected director of such things as zero dark 30 and hurt locker and stuff like that. Uh, but she, she's, uh, she's awesome. And I just wonder how many people don't actually know. Like, I think there's, there's going to be a surprise for some people who are like, Oh, my favorite movies ever is that back when men could be men and whatever. But dude, I had totally forgotten. This was a Bigelow film until I saw the opening credits. And I've seen this film maybe, I'd say I'd be surprised if I've seen this thing any less than 15 times. Oh seen my, right. Jeez. It's one of those things that like, if I'm, if I'm flipping through the channels, I don't own it. Well, I didn't own it until recently when <laughs> Dunaway and I bought Blu-ray copies, mm. but, um, uh, it would be one of those things that prior to streaming, if I was flipping through, you know, and saw that it was on HBO or one of our multiple HBO channels back when we had cable, 
uh, I'd, I'd put it on. So I very, uh, very rarely saw the beginning of the film. Honestly, it was a lot of seeing like the, the last three fourths of the film. There was a lot of the uh, the first part of the film that I don't remember. I don't remember the swimming pool and Gary Busey and the the jumping in and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I had barely... practically forgotten about Gary Busey. Oh, True story. <laughs> oh man, as a character yeah, in this, you mean, or in general yeah, in your life? Yeah, okay. I I remember the character. I just didn't remember it being gary Busey mm, for some reason mm. and i i haven't uh, watched this movie probably in about five years mm. i've seen it plenty of times just not recently until this viewing yeah now uh, she this was right around the time that she and cameron were splitting up it was like 1991 mm-hmm. they were only married from 89 to 91 yeah um, and they well and it's not credited was, but this um this movie was co-written by the two of them so right. it's possible that this is the movie that they argue yeah had the worst part of their relationship during <laughs> it could be. yeah it could be, uh, yeah so who knows but uh, i need to take uh, a shirt off that's it we're done <laughs> i Man, mean this is our second bigelow film do you remember the first oh uh we well we, we haven't done strange days yet which i want to do real bad um what, oh what? well that's what i was gonna say i thought we did no no that one got pulled what was the oh, one with yeah. the uh what was the one with the uh, the hackers and oh, it was called hackers. Yeah, wasn't it? you're thinking you of hackers. The one with the hackers. <laughs> well, the, the one where they had the shoes. It was the, what was that one called? It was the, it was the sneakers. That's it. I just had my own guitar hero moment there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't <laughs> what was the movie about the Titanic again? <laughs> what was that called? Uh, that's pretty funny. No, it, uh, uh, it's uh, yeah, like she. That's a cool movie. We should see. We should see Strange Days if we can ever get it in. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's this. It's such a weird vision of 1999 that didn't come true like at all. But I still actually think it holds up despite the fact that we lived through it and it, it didn't. I think it may even been her second or her next movie after this. Maybe I'm not sure about that. Mm. Okay. But sorry, Randy, you were talking. I, I just, I, I, you know, Catherine Bigelow is a is a wonderful area. Like I'd like to watch Blue Steel with you guys. I'd oh like to- yes. I'd like mm-hmm. to watch K-19 The Widowmaker with you guys just because it's called K-19 The Widowmaker. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that over and over and over. Is that the that's the submarine one with Harrison Ford? Am I thinking yeah. of? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I never saw that. I wouldn't mind seeing feels, that. It feels like we also need to watch uh, Near Dark. The, you have uh, to say, did you guys see Near Dark? No. Did you no. guys watch that? Uh-uh. No. Oh, yes. I'm just looking I, at it right now. It's a Western I always, horror. I always, yeah, always liked uh, Catherine Bigelow. And then I saw near dark and i was like oh my gosh this is like the rawest of Catherine bigelow i believe hold on a second are you telling me she made a this is a oh it's a it's a 87 it's a western zombie movie with bill paxton paxton and lance freaking henrickson it's so so good and in like in a way that makes it so good no i'm I'm all in don't even we don't even have to ever ask me (laughs) right Exactly. Oh, I'm so excited! 87. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see this until this past year. It was on some streaming service that I was like, "Hey, what is this?" Uh, Bill, I think it was right. I think it was after Paxton died, and I was going down a Paxton rabbit hole, mm. and uh, I, I came across this one, and I was like, "Wait, Gavin wow. Bigelow did this, and okay. it is just so. It is wow. It is. It's interesting. You got to watch it. Look at the look at the Lance Henriksen and his like lone survivor suit looking western mm-hmm. clothes oh you guys mm-hmm. all right get that yeah. in the column over there because that sounds great she's super interesting though and and the relationship despite the fact that they got divorced or you know could no longer 
love one another. They continued right. <laughs> to work together, and she he remained um, like producing partner for a long time, I think, on her projects and stuff. I don't know what that relationship's like now, if they still work together at all. Probably not. Probably don't need to. Um, but I, but I think she is one of my favorite action directors in that every shot in Point Break, in Strange Days, in Hurt Locker, all these movies, there's, there's something about her style that is really, really appealing. I just, I'd love it. It, it feels oh, like, yeah. um, smart action, smart shots, uh, incredibly well-paced movies. Like, if you could say one thing about Point Break and its rewatchability, it's the pacing. It just feels yeah. like it's got a great rhythm. You go boom, boom, boom. You're in, you're and out. You know, it's so it's so beautiful for extreme kind of sports of this time because I wasn't really, you know, during the 90s, I was like, yeah, whatever, surfing. I don't know why that's, that's just not my thing. And, and, you know, skydiving, all this stuff is such testosterone-driven crap. But she made this movie, even back then, something that I wanted to watch just visually it, it, it brings that world artistically without making you feel like, I don't Let, know. Let's give like some credit. To, let's give credit to Donald Peterman. The, oh, absolutely. The, you know, we're, we're, the cinematography is what we're talking about. And he was responsible for, Oh, Star Trek four. He was responsible for men in black. Uh, you know, this is a, this is one of the greatest. You're just time. proving that Catherine Bigelow was a bigger part of that than, <laughs> What are you saying? You're not you're not a big Men in Black fan. Is that what you're saying? Here, I'm saying it. I'm saying it's good. I'm just saying, you know. I'm saying, look when at this pen. Of, when I think of Men in Black, I don't go, ooh, cinematography. I want you to stare at this pen and pay for attention just, to it. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a good movie, and there's lots of good parts to it. I just don't know if the cinematography ever really stood out to me. Yeah. Well, I, I, I never knew the cinematography stood out to me for Point Break, and uh, I was amazed at how often the camera was moving into places that i wasn't expecting yeah. it to go yeah it's it really really nice scary. by the by the way uh lake powell used prominently in the skydiving scene uh was a place i went like i don't know seven or eight times a year with my family we were always mm -hmm. there and they were on cool. the i could tell they were even on the bullfrog side of it not the wall weep side and it's oh man it made me long for those days and makes me want to go back uh, a lot of that's covered in water now because the way the water works there is super weird you end up well, actually, it may be lower now. Actually, I don't well, know. What, not, what I, does the water do? Is it? <laughs> does it go up? It goes down. Don't I, you can't explain but, that. But let's, get, let's get right to it. it. This this movie has one of the greatest action sequences of the time. It's you know been surpassed surely, but like at the time, everyone was just blown away by that skydiving scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, it's pretty cool. You know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> for a movie about surfing, the the skydiving scene just takes er, takes your breath away for a minute straight. It's amazing. Yeah, it holds up too. Like it doesn't look yeah. fake or weird. It's real. Like there's skydiving people and it, it's everybody. You know. There's skydiving people. So it's totally believable. <laughs> I, you know, I was watching that scene and I was going, I've never been skydiving. So I don't know how exactly it works, but can you, I, are skydivers upset? Can you communicate verbally no. No. when you're rushing through air like that? No, that's I'm sure horseshit. I had to annoy them. Yeah, that was horseshit. Yeah. There's no way they could do that. No, no. And they talked about that in the doctor, the uh, making of as well. Patrick Swayze was mm. saying, yeah, when you're skydiving and he apparently big skydiver after this, um, mm. and even before this, like doing all his own stunts and he's done some, you know, over 50 jumps, uh, that sort of thing. 
And um, he says, yeah, there's no way we'd be able to have that conversation of, you pull right. my shoe, Johnny. I'm not going to pull it. You're going to have to drop the gun to pull the shoe, Johnny. Yeah. It's that clearly it was movie stuff. But but uh, yeah, I was reading that too. They <clears throat> He apparently went on to become like a, 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 a you know, loved the, the sport of skydiving. Keanu Reeves kept surfing, even though it was the first time he'd ever surfed. Every and, day. Yeah. He would go surfing all the time and still does to this day, I guess, except now he shoots people in the head as he does it and then flips a coin and then stays at a weird hotel. <laughs> but anyway, he, uh, you know, it's cool. to. I, I always like to hear about a movie where something began for an actor and then they kind of kept doing it, uh, you know, outside yeah. of their acting. I always think that's, that's yeah, so but, early but, on for, for Keanu Reeves. So young. Yeah. So By young. that logic though, Scott, all, all of your favorite villains, man, they've just had to go on killing people in real life. Well, depends. Like if it's, uh, let's think about that. If it's, um, you know, it's like, uh, oh, uh, I hear um, Aaron Eckhart still likes to flip coins a lot. He's way into that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not necessarily right. that they the 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 things the villain does. Right. So it, it's, it's it's more like the skills stuff. you might pick up because they right. had to go through a lot of training. Even this one, they had to do a lot of training for surfing and that kind of stuff. So yeah, some so skills like Liam Neeson. He probably you know uses his skills on a daily basis. <laughs> he tells his he calls his daughters and says, "Now they're going to take you all the time." Right. That's what he does. I actually, you know what? I'm going to make an admission here. I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see his his tra- oh. his commuter thing that's coming out. Did you guys yeah. see trailers for this? Yeah, taking on a oh, yeah. taking on a train in reverse. Totally. Yeah. It's I don't I know it is it is tra- taking a train basically is taking what it is. Taking a train. I love that stuff. I don't know what yeah. the deal is. Obviously, someone likes it or he wouldn't be making them and they wouldn't do well but we all like it scott we all go see it we complain but we still go that's great man schindler getting his due in his later years i love it yeah that guy deserves it anyway uh, how how was keanu in during this movie that would have been he was born in 64 and it was 91 right yeah so he'd been 25 or 20 just like just like he says in the movie yeah yeah he's uh this would have been also is that okay so i used to think of speed as his his big first foray into action movies because up to then it was just like dude and you know oh, yeah. skinny little long haired guy but i thought Literally i always thought speed that. was it and no it's not it's this this is it this was the first one i think so before yeah. this like uh bill and ted um the which was uh, action Dave comedy Zons. Yeah, right. but not like he, need, he didn't need to be buff. Action, no. He didn't need to be yeah. buff for it, though, right? Like, no, huh? Keanu so Reeves this is, is kind of the point break of his movie, and he's like, it's action, baby. Yeah. By the way, this released one week before Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So both these films, oh, really? both those films were out at the same time. Well, he, actually, yeah, and the, his hair at the end is because he was... Um, yeah, yeah doing some filming so and patrick swayze was filming some other thing and that's why his hair yeah. was short he cut it short because it was convenient <laughs> because they didn't have to throw up a and time passes or six months later they just went here's your time frame here's right. keanu he's got longer hair there's your time mm-hmm. my favorite thing there is that uh, they try to get you to believe they're in australia yeah, by yeah. hanging some signs all over a little oregon <laughs> beach town and you pass by an Australian, right? Or a guy with a bad Australian accent. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody going out there today. It's <laughs> nobody except those hundreds of people on the beach. <laughs> and actually, I, I would have done better if they had shut up, if they hadn't tried to convince me it was Australia. Oh, I don't know. Right, right. I want to oh, hear that, more that... about the unclaimed piece of meat in. Uh, oh, in yeah, meat. yeah. Yeah. Oh, he didn't make it, man. He didn't make it. So everybody <laughs> died except for Bodie. So, yeah. right. but my my fiance, we were watching this. This was her first first viewing of this, and at the very end, 
it must have been so good to her. She said, is there a part two? So it was really good, or it didn't wrap up the thing she wanted to. Oh, I see. Did you get? Did you dig deeper and find out? I didn't want to know. Okay. <laughs> I would have. I honestly would have really he liked a yeah, part know. two, like a sequel to this, you know? And yeah, somehow... point, point breaker. Well, they were clearly, <laughs> Brian, they were clearly setting it up for it. He takes his, his badge off and chucks it, and he's... Right. Storming off into the night, and then that rat song that never appeared on any rat albums oh, yes. played. <laughs> that was great. And then you in your head, I'm going, oh, well, of course, sequel. Of course, we're going to get to, you know, now he's now he's a rogue. He's gone rogue now, and he's this exactly. has left him scarred, yeah. and what are we going to do next? And then they never followed up with it. But Could we pretend that uh, John Wick is the sequel to uh, Point Break? Dude, I, prefer, oh, yeah. I pretend John Wick's the no, sequel to everything. I'll tell you why. Why? <laughs> I'll tell you why. That, okay. That's not allowed because in Point Break, John Wick kicks a dog. Yeah. Oh, and they do that here too. Well, he, he throws the dog. No, 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 he kicks he the can oh, kicks the dog. the dog. That's right. Yeah, Patrick the dog Swayze throws, throws it. The dog. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Patrick Swayze throws the dog. Keanu Reeves ca- right. sort of catches the dog. The dog. Yeah. Yeah. Punts him. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like one of the dumbest like ways to slow the guy who's chasing <laughs> you down, doesn't it? Like. You gotta like go around the yard and catch that dog, pick him up, and then wait by the door. Yeah, come here, boy. Come here. Come here for a second. Come here, and then pick him up and huck him. It's so and, dumb. And we're to be believed while he's holding that dog, waiting at the door. The dog is going. Arr! Yeah, and don't forget, so my favorite. That dog would lose its mind because Ronald Reagan rubber mask is holding him. It's right. not just right. Keanu Reeves. That was my favorite part of the movie. I gotta say, I, I, I did have to, I did have to watch all through the credits to make sure there was the Humane Society notification at the end. I oh, was sure. there? Yeah. Was there had, a thing? You had to have that. You, you can't, yeah, you can't throw a dog in the middle of a movie well, and then have him yip and bark and not have some kind of disclaimer at the end. I guess so. Well, I don't know. It seemed like he caught him okay and set him down. Or what did he do? I can't remember. Oh, he, bo- he kicked him. Oh, that's they, right. They he implied he yeah. kicked Because anything, yeah. anything football related, by the way, quarterback, <laughs> if, if he could do anything football related, doesn't matter if he was a quarterback, he can do all the other things too. Yeah. You ever seen a quarterback tackle? They don't do it well. No, it's they're awful at it. They barely can run. Right. The ones that can run are like, oh my gosh, make sure you draft that guy. But outside of that, right. it's like, no, they're not the multi-skilled. I'm not people saying we think that Johnny Utah is not the exception. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Also, I'm, yeah. I had to I'm, use up a little movie magic to watch that part. I've spent a lot of time figuring out how Johnny Utah could have become the Baba Yaga, and I just don't. I, I can't get from one to the other. <laughs> the Baba Yaga. What's yeah. That? I just can't. I can't get from one to the other because. There's things in this movie that are like I didn't realize until this viewing, and I'm I'm with Scott by the way. I don't remember anything about this movie before this viewing. Like so weird. Mm. I'm watching this movie and it's just like this is all new to me. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I w- it was partially obscured by Hot Fuzz. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah. I the watching of this film, I was shocked at how often I was mad at Johnny Utah for not being the good guy. Like, yeah, yeah. like he gets Gary Busey killed. Like he could have. He just, does. Oh, I was yeah, so mad. Totally does. Yeah, like he sucked. has a choice, basically, or he thinks he has a choice between some girl that he just met, who, by the way, also broke up with him. Yeah. And, yeah. and tank, she, tank she, girl. She came back. Yeah. Well, listen. She back. She's going to be tank girl. She'll be very useful in the post-apocalyptic yeah. future. I'm, and I'm amazed that you know when you see her at the end and she's running towards Johnny, like in, embracing him and and you know hugging him and stuff after uh, after being held by Rosie. Uh, you think that she'd be really ticked off because 
he's the reason that she's locked up. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's what I was expecting. I was waiting for the punch. Happened. Yeah. Because he already been punched like 12 times in the movie. I was waiting for that right. one last punch. Well, I, I assume at the end when he goes to Australia and there's the storm and he's about to watch Swayze go kill himself in the waves, that she's no longer in the picture. His hair's yeah, right. longer. He looks kind of disheveled. Well, he throws. Been, his... He's been busy like traveling around the world, apparently looking yeah. for unclaimed, pe- yeah. unclaimed pieces of meat. I definitely, <laughs> I did, right. I definitely felt like I definitely felt that? like there was right. I definitely felt like there was a a part two in mind because first of all, what what great conflict would it be? The fact that he got his partner killed in the first one when he was so yeah. young and having to deal with that. And then, you know, of course, they got rid of the love interest so he can go ahead and have the new love interest for part two. So. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm amazed. I really was amazed that he'd still have his badge at the end of that because, um, you know, he, uh, McGinley's about to just lock him up for for being right, an accessory right. to murder. Oh, the and he could have gotten out of that. Right. But then he was responsible for Busey getting killed because he wanted to protect a girlfriend. And it seems the, like, yeah, you're kind of out of the FBI now, the dude. Whole, I'm sorry. The whole end scene, the whole end scene, I was already done with my with my allotted movie magic allocation because I was, I was so, I was so, I was so spent. I was like, I was like, okay, first of all, you just told me it was in Australia. There's no way that the entire FBI office would have flown down to Australia after you went through a globe trotting trots to find, find Swayze. And then we all fly up in helicopters. I'm like, that ain't going to happen. If if you wanted to just list off all of the FBI doesn't do that for this movie, we right. could just. <laughs> like, if yeah. I was the FBI, I would hate this movie so much because sure. every like between the boss from Scrubs and Gary Busey, there's a whole right. range of they don't do that. Like yeah. they don't <laughs> everything everything depicted they don't do. It's it's like basically everything. What are you right. telling me? And if in a fit of anger, an FBI agent wouldn't shoot his gun into the air eight times. Well, oh, that was, under. but that was such a Kylo Ren moment, right? I mean, ah! yeah, he was losing it. That's a that's a good way to put that—a Kylo Ren moment. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that totally was. <laughs> no, I I love McGinley. He does the He's Doctor great. from Scrubs. He everything that he is like the perfect angry guy and you couldn't find an angrier perfect chief i keep wanting to see that new that show he's on on stars is it or oh it's so good yeah uh stand against stand Stand against against, yeah stand against evil it's supposed to be great yeah like uh kind of like evil dead but not quite uh a little you know i don't know like normal guy has to save the world from zombies he's so bitter about it and so it's fun he's great i like that guy a lot i just like i I don't know that I believe in the same FBI that this movie believes in. Like <laughs> Johnny in Utah is fresh out of the FBI Academy. That's what's stated. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, you know, by within a few days, he's like shooting a gun in a street at a car. And I'm like, it's the federal Bureau of investigation, right? Like they're not right. Right. They, not they like, do take some liberties. I can't, sp- I can't speak for the surfing community because I don't know how many of those are bank robbers, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. On the FBI side, I probably have a little more relatability, and it, I agree with you. It it's really, kind of the, the surfers are such the a like theme gang gone yeah. to extreme. And, and like, when does the when does the DA land in town and have a serious investigation about you know a, a meth ring and not notify or communicate with the FBI and then get pissed? Yeah. When uh, when there's covers blown. Do you no. see who that no, was, by you. the way? Do you see that's who that was? Brother. You see who that actor was? was? That was yeah. a, a very young. Um, uh, was he even credited? 
No, he's not. That's what's weird. It's uh, what's his name? Who was with Heidi Fleiss and had all the drug problems? This, this, can't think of his this name. This is the second movie we've seen with him where he wasn't credited. What wasn't he just in Rounders as well? Uh, yes. Was he credited though? I don't remember if he was. Not I credited. don't know who we're talking about. No, I know. I gotta find <laughs> who his are we name. Talking about, I gotta Brian? find his name. Brian, you know his name. We've Tom seen Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Thank you. That was Sizemore. Yeah. All pissed about. Oh, the drugs. Sizemore. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah. And he wasn't credited in. Wow, he just like works for free. He, I don't think he was credited in Rounders either. If no, I he works for drugs. I might be wrong. The, those two packages right. of meth. He's like, I'll have these if you just let me act in your movie. I'll just take these for payment. And they said, okay, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> He's like you he's know, always dealing with the drugs, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's happy to be dealing with the drugs. Thing. He likes the drugs. Uh, he likes the drugs. Uh, I think he still likes the drugs, honestly. <laughs> uh, so, all right, Keanu Reeves. Just to give you a little timeline here, he was uh, fresh out of. Let's see, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was just two years before this. If you think about that, right. it's really weird, right? Yeah, that's super close to 1990 when he was filming this. So he went from that to Action Boy pretty quickly. He also did between. Bill and Ted, he did Parenthood uh, and Excellent Adventure right before Point Break. So two Bill and Ted movies and Parenthood happened. I mean, things were blowing up for him. You just don't think about yeah. it. Through, through the 90s, uh, mm-hmm. Keanu was just a, a force. Yeah, and you didn't get to speed till 94, which was another three-something three, three something years. Mm-hmm. And as far as he goes, that was from then on he's you know he becomes neo he becomes everything he's the guy right you know he's your dude man if you want to if you want to see something interesting watch do keanu reeves and david letterman youtube search and watch his interviews from early from about this time frame up to more recent and the guy just matures so much and changes so much i have genuine affection for the guy because not because he's a good looking dude and doesn't seem to age the bastard Um, Mm -hmm. but that he, he just seems like the nicest human being. Like he's outside of this by all accounts. He is that way. Yeah. And you see, there's that one hidden, somebody had a phone out and was, cause they were like, Oh my gosh, he's on our subway with us. We can't reason on the subway and they're filming him and some group gets on the subway and a lady standing there and he gets up and offers his seat and gets out of the way. And he's just like being this total gentleman and then stood the rest of the way. And like, he just seems like he's not normal hollywood he also seems a little sad sometimes like he's just sort of sad because <laughs> well, of that old sad keanu meme yeah so that's what i, I like, like about it though because he's like i told you in, in my opening that smile i didn't like that that was a little too creepy take that back man Bring yeah it back i don't like movie. it either it needs to be a little more serious but i'm just all i'm saying is i mean the john wick movies are freaking awesome they are oh, great so i like i like uh reeves keanu reeves a lot more since he got the beard like i don't know what it is about the beard yeah but he seems a lot more believable and likable. There was no part of this film where I honestly believed that he was an actual FBI agent, right, or a human. For even, that even, even when he even when he yelled it at you, you just still didn't believe he was even, an FBI agent. I still agent. didn't believe him. I said, "No, you're not. You no, big silly." This was, you know, I've seen we've seen a lot of movies, and I can't think of a movie that was more young youth oriented. I mean, such a perspective that we're bringing Gary Busey in on our side because Gary Busey right. just bends to the will of of Johnny Utah, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it is such a it is such a Gen X coming of age movie. Oh yeah, I don't think I've seen anything and like this on film set. And we're supposed to not be irritated as crap with him when he's talking to the director 
in surf talk and surf lingo and bringing his yeah. freaking surfboard into the office. Now I can understand. Well, it won't fit in my car. I can't close the door. Okay, I understand that. Leave it in like leave it in right. the leave it part of the office. You have to carry it the entire entirety of the FBI offices. Yeah, walking around there. Yeah. Uh, Julian, <laughs> desk you can shove it under. Yeah. Come on. Top Gun came first, right? That's right. true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Riff on Top Gun over and over. It, really. Sort of. Yeah. But yes. Tom Cruise didn't carry his F-16 through the, the offices <laughs> of... Uh... What you got there, Cruise? It's, it's, it's Top Gun. Tom Gun. Sorry, yes. <laughs> it's carried a jet fighter through the office. Oh, boy, Had Tom Scarrett. I remember that day Tom Scarrett was not having any because he walked through the building with his, <laughs> exactly. with his airplane. This morning I caught my first spin, I don't know, barrel roll. Not, my first tube or whatever, yeah. But that's but that you know, comparing it to Top Gun, everybody at Top Gun was speaking that same lingo. Oh, yeah, he came down past the hard deck and, and chased yeah. me down towards the rough scrabble and kicked me in the... And almost as many or whatever, shirtless, right? almost as many shirtless scenes as well. Close. Almost, but this right. is like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not only you know show up with my surfboard, but I'm going to talk in surfer lingo because it's it's my I have to really immerse myself in the uh, uh, in the culture, the surf culture to go undercover, and that means it's going to invade my entire life. I'm going totally method as an FBI right. agent. Right. To yep. infiltrate this gang. No, you could easily like turn that off when you get into the office and say, "Yes, sir. Uh, here's what we found in our investigation. Not, uh, you know, the waves were a little mushy the other day. <laughs> the, way, the waves were mushy. I like the waves that. Mushy. That was a del- that must have been a deleted did, scene. Did, yeah. Randy, did you ever get your point through before I we started talking about mushy waves? So, I, so a long time ago, like something like 15 years ago. I went to a live uh, point break at the Alamo Draft House, the original what? Alamo. Did you bring uh, a surfboard? In Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. It, like, it was the, the original Alamo used to have these, these things, these weird one-offs where you would go sing along or quote along or whatever. And in, in this particular one, the, it was a quote along where different people in the audience got to get up and deliver Keanu Reeves's lines while the movie was playing. And so you would get up at a mic and they'd hand you a card and then you would read the lines at, you'd try to time it. So you were reading his lines while he was speaking and they had him muted on the screen. Oh, that's awesome. And it was wonderful. It was so funny because no matter how bad a person was at doing this, they were better than the professional Aww. actor who had done his job originally. And I that, completely agree. He's not good in this. Like, let's be uh, let's just be honest. He's not Keanu he's Reeves. Young. He's he's young. very young, but yes, he's getting by on his looks, his charm, and he's just got a thing about him that's hard to deny. I'll give him that. But he was not a good actor then at all. No. And I would even I mean today he's good enough. And he and he does fine, and it's and and like John Wick is great, partly because he picks, he picks better he picks better roles. Well, right? sure, but but I think he's just yeah. he, he's just you know he's grown into his own, and it is what it is now. But but back then, yeah. oh, stilted. Yeah. <laughs> oh. and, to, uh, and by the way, to uh, kind of piggyback on this, there's a there for a long time there was a stage show in Vegas in the uh, the Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood where they would put on the performance of Point Break, but for every epi- or for every showing, they would pull a random person from the audience who would be Keanu Reeves for the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And he would read his lines from a card and kind of along the same lines right. of what you were talking about, Randy. Oh, that's awesome. The, uh, yeah. I you know, I, I really wish 
I wish Lori Petty, Tyler, Tyler could have had a little larger role because this is such a bro movie. This was absolutely a bro movie. Now we got our girl movie the following year, a league of their own Mm. with Lori Petty. Oh, was that, that was that. I see. I those feel like two different eras to me. Weird. Right. No, no. Right. Right after. But uh, I really hated that she was this kind of the damsel in distress because she really, she really did well. I thought in in this movie for some for some reason her voice annoys me and attracts me all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I can't just, I can't define it. She's an odd one, but I really I like her too. I find her really. You see her in interviews, and she is exactly the characters yeah, that she yeah. plays. Yeah. yeah, and she's got you this know. really cool shaved head look now that's super. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and badass that yeah. cop thing the glass shield series or is she still doing that i don't know but she was in i just saw some pictures of her at a red carpet thing and she has this sort of shaved head look and it's just she looks badass she should be somebody she does that good yeah Yeah, she's got a good head for it yeah (laughs) i mean really you have to yeah i don't have a good head for for bald all right so so but yeah good head yeah good Good head head. brian Brian has brian (laughs) gives wait i better stop that sentence all right uh uh, Randy, I got a question for you. If you had, because since you brought up the whole Keanu Reeves line delivery thing, can can you name like is there a Keanu Reeves movie where you look at it and go, oh, in this he's he's actually like good, like he really doesn't just becomes a much better actor in his career for sure. What do you what do you point to as like maybe a turning point? What movie do you think was that for him? Lake House. Oh yeah, Lake House is pretty good. I feel like that's the like that's the point where I'm like, oh wow, he actually is playing the role, and I and I'm not thinking of him as Keanu Reeves, the dude, bruh, bruh. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm now thinking of him. I'm not thinking of him. Is what I'm saying. I'm now now getting the. I'm now getting the role. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a guilty. That's a guilty pleasure for me. That movie. Not everybody. Same here. I don't. I have no problem with it. I like it. I don't know why the hate. I think people are weird about that movie. I think it's a. I mean, there's some plot holes in the time travel thing. Um, it's and but, it's way after things like The Matrix and Constantine, where I feel like he was cast specifically to do his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like the right. he's right. cast in The Matrix to be Keanu Reeves, the the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, not right. to be, right. uh, you know, the the character. And and then he starts getting he's coming into his own, like getting really good at playing this other thing mm-hmm. whatever it is sure oh, man i i love kenner reeves and sandra bullock they, their chemistry their own screen screen chemistry was just always oh, dude fantastic. speed is one of the best things ever freaking love speed yeah. oh yeah. my gosh so i could why speed is very rewatchable i would almost put but, it on that how about speed two speed two is is infinitely unwatchable it's horrible is there a point am i uh remembering incorrectly but point uh, was breaker there point, uh was there a point during point break when Somebody says pop quiz to. Uh, I Keanu. wish there was. I kept. I, 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 I think I wanted. Was, like I. I thought I remember one like Gary B saying pop quiz, but not saying hot shot. But no, just, they, he did. He did yeah. say. Well, Keanu Reeves. The only time they referred to a test because I thought the same thing. He said yeah. it was. Keanu Reeves was uh, showing Gary Busey some things and said, there'll be a test afterwards. And I was like, ha ha, pop quiz. And I said it to myself. <laughs> yeah. I said it to myself, but then I was like, oh, no. That's probably that's what you're thinking movie. of. Yeah. I thought of that too when that scene came around. So let's talk about actually him for a second. So Gary Busey. Gary Busey, Gary Busey is, <laughs> he is a delightful I, human being. What a. God, I forgot how much I love <laughs> Gary Busey from, especially during this time. But God, I love Gary Busey. I yeah. didn't realize I was such a fan. Yeah, he's but, uh, great. I don't know how many movies we've seen now. Do we have any idea on the count for with him? It's got to be dozens. Whatever it's the number is, it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I, I agree. And this is definitely Utah, him. And give me two. <laughs> this is him in a, at a period of his life where 
he's still got some, you know, he's got a little bit of uh, gas in the tank and him flying off of that right. diving board and a big dumb looking fat okay, guy belly right. roll. Hold on, trump alert. Oh, whoa, trump alert. hey, all right. We got that. I got that right here. We we meet him blindfolded and we get the trope. Yeah. Oh, he's right he's behind me. He's it? behind me. Right, right. Uh, it was a twist, but it, he was still behind me. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That was pretty You know good. what bothered me though about that scene? Mm. Is that one of the one one eye was just a little bit uncovered. I don't know if Busey couldn't handle <laughs> being fully blindfolded. <laughs> right, I know. Well, but it was annoying me. Exactly. You can't make a blindfold that goes kind of diagonally to cover both of Gary Busey's eyes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not since the accident. He's really out right. of time this having it. Right. This was his first movie after the accident. Oh, was it? Uh, right. Yeah. The well, he can't accident. he can't keep yeah. a straight face. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, wait, also, can I? I don't know. We've he's still gonna kick our asses. He totally is. <laughs> totally still could. I totally have friends. Could. I have friends in the FBI that I should ask this question of, or a friend. Okay. I don't. I shouldn't say multiple. I know one guy who works in the FBI. I should ask him: Is there ever a day ever in the history of his training, follow up, uh, continued training, anything at the academy, whatever, where anyone threw bricks in a pool and made you go get them? <laughs> with a blindfold on blindfold. Right. that seems like horse yeah. shit served up it, to me it does it, it exactly. does that's like swimming lesson stuff like they'll throw yeah. the little rings that float to the bar the sink to the bottom of the pool and then you have to go down and get them yeah. i don't yeah. think that's like the story was the story was definitely saying look the old guard is leaving here's something so new you haven't even seen it in reality so it was a little bit of guessing Sure. You know, and, and, and taking Although, away the old guard. And, eh, you know, California it, FBI, I mean, they've got a lot of water but, and ocean stuff they got to contend That's true. Maybe that is, maybe yeah, yeah they got to get those bricks, man. Who's Everybody has a pool in California. Apparently, that's where they hide their, their bricks. Uh, <laughs> so bricks are drugs. Yeah, don't worry, yeah. ma'am. We're here to get your bricks. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem, that seemed dumb to me. But they, Your they, brick they, is drowning. I got it. It and just, then, it adds to Randy's whole point that there was very little FBI going on. Oh, there, there was, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there was this whole juxtaposition between you know the surfers versus the straight lace i mean the they, they were they were very very simple characters or very simple characterizations like whenever keanu was in the fbi when he was doing his fbi thing he was eating constantly yeah. and you could see he was on the track to becoming an old fbi fat guy but then when he was out <laughs> with the with the other guys you know there was no eating really it was it was a lot different and uh it, it was it was these two worlds that he was trying to straddle and figure out where he needed to be in his place. And sure. it was uh, so, yeah, they definitely flattened the FBI, and made it look very, you know, everybody's got their grease back, pomade hair. And right. uh, it, I guess it was it served the story somewhat. Hey, but, do, you, you know. do you guys want to um, hear some potential bullshit? Yes, please. We're going to give it some scrutiny. Here's some additional scrutiny to the IMDb uh, trivia. Oh. Okay. Schwarzenegger. You guys tell me if you think any of this is true. <laughs> oh, I'll be able to I'll be able to verify some of this because some of that stuff was in the documentary. So. All right. So here's yeah. one. This one seems likely. So I'll start with a softball. All right. Uh, so this is probably true. But anyway, while they're being trained for uh, their surfing stuff in Hawaii, Patrick Swayze said he'd uh, he had been on a board a couple of times. So he'd tried surfing before, but wasn't very good at it. Believable. Keanu like Reeves. Here. Yeah. Keanu Reeves definitely had never surfed before, but he'd been in the ocean. Lori Petty in Hawaii, didn't he? Who could Keanu? I don't know. I know he's half. No, no, it was filmed. 
what, wasn't he born in Lebanon or something? I he was don't born know. in Lebanon, but I thought he like grew up. I guess not born in Hawaii, but like he lived in Hawaii as a kid. I thought. But maybe he's not got right. how Randy is that? Is that believable, Randy? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Like everybody in Hawaii claims Keanu Reeves, so just so you know. All right, every <laughs> they all Hawaiian claim national him. treasure Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. sure. Lori, it does say it says Lori had never been in the ocean in her entire life, so she hadn't. Even I believe that. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Look at her. Why? She's Why? so Grum? she's so pale. Oh, oh, you mean because the sun? She hadn't been out in the sun. You mean? I got it. Right, right. I thought well, the water had she, something to do with it. I see what you here mean. Here we go. She was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. She went, then moved to Sioux City, Iowa, where she graduated from high school and worked in set for several years as a graphic designer in Omaha, Nebraska, before pursuing acting. I'd say it's believable. It, she never, yeah, not, yeah. not in any of her uh, growing but up. She ever. <laughs> she did. She did look nice in that. Uh, that that you know suit. Sure. No, she looked great. Very attractive lady. All right. Here's your next uh, uh, truth or not. Uh, The beach spot where the football game was played at the night during the nighttime there. uh, And he tackled him into the waves is by this reporting the same exact beach spot used for the soccer game in the Karate Kid from 1984. Oh, I would believe that. Yeah, it did feel familiar, but all beaches feel like that to me in a movie. It was also where they had the bonfire in the Lost Boys, what? and it was also the same beach. Where, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's you know. How do you confirm that? You know. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Here's the worst one. Shot location records. Okay. Let's go look. Right. This one sounds like garbage. Uh, Matthew Broderick was originally offered the role of Johnny Utah. No. Yeah, that would have been horrible. But it would have been fun, too, because he would have been such a fish out of water, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then here are the others who auditioned. This is where I get weird. Johnny Depp, maybe. I could maybe see it. Yes. Confirmed. Uh, McGinley confirms that Johnny Depp and Charlie Sheen both both uh were considered for the role of johnny utah. but neither neither one buff enough to take off no shirt i don't think time, right? well yeah they would have been very different johnny utah's uh willem dafoe yeah that one i feel like is garbage that seems like crap because why would you buy yeah even when willem dafoe was in his teens he looked like a used up piece of gum like you're not gonna <laughs> that's his strength in hollywood is that he's a right. weird craggly old crazy person you can't have him yeah. be your your guy uh, Val Kilmer was the other one possible. Uh, I could I see that. that. He was still anyway. in good shape then. Yeah. yeah he, was, he looked, he looked good. When was, when was his Batman? When was that? That was not, uh, it was well after was this, that? but it was still 90. So it would have been 90. Yeah. And like 98, 97, something like that. Um, anyway, yeah. so yeah, there are pictures. I, I can't go deep dive into it, but I wonder if there are pictures of William, Willem Dafoe as a teenager. Cause I can't imagine what Willem Dafoe looked like. Maybe not a teenager, but like in his twenties, like I can't imagine what the dude looked like in his twenties. Teens. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Young. That's what you do. William Dafoe young. I wonder if it's Let's even like, like if it's even possible. I could see him as a Brody. Maybe. I don't know if I would. Um, yeah, I could see him as the guy. Uh, I could see him in the Busey role at some point. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, but that's maybe more now than that. He's then. got his shirt off here, I see, and some Pinterest. Oh, you know phone. what? He, he, yeah, he's all right. And then he, then in on, yeah, right? That would Believable awesome, is it? Utah, though? Um, well, here, I'm going to send you guys this. This will be in your uh, yeah, your Discord there. He's Have a look at that image. That's, that's an old... Uh, There's a couple of FBI still. shots too. Yeah, yeah, he's all, yeah, but, all right. But in, in, during this year, I mean, would that is that a year from? Oh yeah, ninety. I, that's what I'm saying. Is if if you're looking at him in '91, when was the first? Oh, that was ten years later. I don't know what he was doing in '91. Who knows? Oh, he was doing like uh, with Charlie Sheen doing the, the Oliver Stone deal. deal. Yeah, platoon. platoon. Yeah. 
And he was weird looking there. Looked, he looked like he was 50 then. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think of what I've seen, like, uh, To Live and Die in L.A. was oh, 85. Fly to the Intruder. Oh. Last Temptation of Christ. I, I swear to God, I, I don't know. Oh, Wild at Heart, Bobby Peru. He played, uh, that was the year before uh, um, Point Break. And there was no way yeah. that well, there he is I would in, have seen him as a... There, there he is in Platoon. I just put a picture in there. I don't. I, there's no way he's John Utah. There's no way. Yeah. Not, not a chance. So I'm not sure I buy that one. Not 91. Not 91. He could have done it another year. Nice try, IMDb, but you failed again. Okay. Uh, Called BS. Yeah. Get, you guys, I you have to. We have to try to see what you thought was my gross moment of the movie. Oh, I know it. I totally know it. Okay. It's the fact that 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 dude. There was no way that dude could have written "thank you" on his own butt. <laughs> <laughs> Someone uh, else did it. It's a good someone one. Else, someone else had to write thank you on his butt with oh, that guy's that anus hilarious. pointed I directly at I did not even him. think about that. It's close, but that's uh, that one's up there. It's on my list. It's not <laughs> was it, it the beer and Cheerios? Yep, that was it. Oh, really? Yep. That's hilarious. The beer and Cheerios. I was gonna say. I was gonna say it was gonna be Gary Busey gnawing down on that uh, meatball sub, but that's pretty oh, good. That too. sounded so good. By two. the way, that two, two. I need two. Yeah, two Utah. Utah. Two. Give me two. Give me two Utah. <laughs> Give me two. Uh, but Cheerios and beer is too much oats. <laughs> like that's too just much a, oats. <laughs> that's a lot of oats. Oat, oat, oat beer. Oat beer. beer. I just thought, you know what, dude? That's wrong. That's, Don't be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That whole that whole scene was kind of weird. Anyway, first of all, Utah pulled out of his his dentist utensils and was looking in, and and we had a red hot chili pepper in there. He was spazzing out. I couldn't tell if he was having a seizure, if he was jerking off or what he was doing it was weird <laughs> he and then, was just listening to some red hot chili peppers music and, and right beat his chest yeah. and then it, then it rolled over to the to the lady who was taking a shower who conveniently was silhouetted washing her hair so her you know her perkness could all be seen it was just the whole thing was just <laughs> you're weird saying, you're saying she was using perk let's just, yeah right it, let's just say i used a lot of a lot of magic points up at that point i was definitely right. yeah. i was spending them like a big spender and those guys i mean come on they got all this hardware and artillery and amazing guns and grenade launchers and stuff like and why was he telling them to hide the stuff they had guns out he had like all these guns and they're all holding him and it's like oh hide the stuff hide the hide what stuff what does it matter they got you you got guns right now what yeah you, got, think yeah, you got like worse? a freaking army yeah. depot in this place in this crappy apartment where uh, seriously you surf all day and then what what are you doing after that beating up on dudes yeah. that are trying to shower and that's it that's your job. And That's your the, day. And is the FBI department so fragmented that there's not a way they can say, okay, we're going to be doing a, a raid on this house right yeah. here. Oh, don't do a raid because there's actually a, a guy who's working undercover uh, yeah. in there. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh. They didn't seem understaffed at the a, office, such a movie did they? Trope, yeah. The office no, they seemed really like they had didn't. tons of employees working there. But right. nope, nope. Got to make sure Johnny Utah and, and, and a guy looking for a dog named Scooby. <laughs> Scooby, crack me up. It's like, Scooby, have you seen your dog? Have you no. seen my dog? No hey, dog. Have you seen my dog? Yeah. Like no dog. No dog. Tear out your endocrine system. <laughs> so, so, Scott, did you catch the trivia about how Swayze was a liar about being a surfer? No. I mean, you, you mentioned no. the training that they did in Kauai. But, so, okay. So uh, there's a guy here named Dennis Jarvis. He has a surf shop in Hermosa Beach. He's the guy who trained... Swayze and and Keanu and Tank Girl to surf, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Swayze's widow had an auction earlier this year for some memorabilia from his movies, and Dennis Jarvis, the surfing guy, uh, came along and did some interviews because he had trained 
Swayze how to surf. And he said, he said very clearly that when he met Patrick Swayze for the first time, Patrick Swayze said, I know how to surf. And that Patrick Swayze had gotten an extra half million dollars in payment in his contract for the movie hmm. because he knew how to surf. Hmm. Skills. And then he, and then Dennis Jarvis finds out not only does Swayze not know how to surf, Swayze can't surf without some accommodation because it hurts his sternum when he lays down oh, on, the, right. on the board. Mm. So, so, so Dennis Jarvis claims that he fashioned a surfboard specifically for Patrick Swayze that, that, you know, only he had ever made, like no one had ever done this before. There's no way Patrick Swayze had ever surfed, no way he would have, if not for this board with a huge divot in the middle and, of and it. The wetsuit too also mm. had like a padding around the sternum as well. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. His so, sternum so, so is, Swayze, does, now that I think about it, his shirt, shirtless Swayze has got a sternum problem. There's a big old thing I'm looking at right there in this photo so, I'm like, looking at. All these years, like eight years after Swayze's dead, Dennis Jarvis is out there calling him a dirty liar. Who wow. <laughs> I don't I don't find that offensive. Who hasn't lied? For half a million dollars. I do it all <laughs> for an application. Right. I would I would lie in a minute for an application. Yeah, totally. Do I know how to do that? Absolutely. I'm the best. Yeah. You've never totally seen anybody do, so good. I could totally write JavaScript. Uh, right. Sure, to do your website. <laughs> yeah. Can I have a minute on the internet? Thanks. He uh yeah. he was how old here? Probably in this thing, late thirties? Thirty, thirty something, thirty five, thirty eight, something okay. like that. Yeah. He was a were, he was a force man. I like. Was I there like a couple that. points, by the way, in uh, Break Swayze remind reminded you of uh, Brushwood for some reason? <laughs> uh, like toward the end, facial tics and mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, a l- little bit. Yeah, I- I'll give you that. I don't know if we should ever tell Brushwood that, but yes, there no, was some. We don't need him like crowing no, about yeah. that bull. Yeah, we don't need the. We don't need him and his and his crew, his army of weirdos, to get up all up in our shit. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say that because some of his army of weirdos listen. To the show. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, he did. No, you're not wrong. Quickly though. switch gears. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Switch my gears. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna switch the gears and get out of there. Um. So. So did I miss any other Swayze movie trivia? Because I caught that he said, you know, he, he commented on Keanu Reeves. He's coming on Utah's board like an old 57 Chevy used to have, which he had in Dirty Dancing. Right. And also there the was another one I caught, the restaurant, which yeah, was Patrick's, uh, Roadhouse. Patrick's Roadhouse. Did I miss anything yeah. else? I don't think so. No, but I think that place is actually called Patrick's Roadhouse. Yeah, and it's exactly. Right, right. It's on the one oh is one oh one or whatever that that the beach to the Pacific Coast Highway is, and I've been there and I've eaten it. I don't know if I've had shrimp and chips, mm, but I have eaten there. And it's chips. a big biker. Have you been there, Randy? It's like a big biker place. Mm. I've driven past it. It's it's yeah. in Santa Monica. What about the yeah, scene? There was, a, there was a big motorcycle driver in that scene. Well, what a, what about the scene where somebody said, "Hey, uh, Bodie, what's your favorite?" Uh, feral animal, and he yelled, "Wolverines!" <laughs> I did miss that one. Yeah, that was another that was yeah. another reference that maybe or, you missed. Or when uh, when you know they're talking about the uh, how the surfers disappear, and and uh, Busey says they're ghosts, they're ghosts, yeah. man. <laughs> well, he, that was the stupidest movie connector point I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was making a ghost. He was making ghost during this or something. There was some. F- right. No, he had just done ghost. ghost oh, was that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. But that that yeah. scene was the stupidest movie connector. That was such a uh it's like, oh, how did I figure out they were the bad guys? Oh, because he mooned somebody. And then <laughs> right, and, exactly. and then she keys him in with a word that ghost and then 
you know. Ugh. Yeah, and oh, then they never, right. they never they, went, and yeah. they never, nothing ever came of the hair pulling that they went and did, where they just went around and freaking assaulted people for their hair. Piece. Oh, no well, they, they they ran to the lab, but then then they said it was supposed to be this beach, and I'm like, they never really followed through. Oh, it's right, just, right. Uh, the hair sample was just to figure out that 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 level of arsenic right. <laughs> in the water. <laughs> selenium and boron were you know specific to the specific beach and right spinning sp- speaking of bending the the plot a little bit i just I, I i really couldn't get behind the fact that he still went skydiving with them i mean there was a scene where he didn't shoot Bodie because he because he knew it was him no he had to know next, i agree 100 they uh. both knew i mean they had to both know you shouldn't yeah. have played it like that if you didn't want I us mean, to think uh, they both know yeah during the like in, when basically after Keanu yeah, for, yeah. The, for the fourth time the movie is rolling around grabbing his knee going oh right. no yeah. oh, my no! knee my my convenient knee injury that yeah. keeps me from doing stuff I mean exactly. it was clear it was obvious at that point that they that well at least that Swayze knew he was sure I guess right. I guess there wasn't enough doubt for but, me to, but did not yeah. but did Keanu not know who he was right that's the question like if he didn't know then. Then how would he not know? I mean, because he he stared him in the done. eyes and, and he didn't shoot because oh right he saw it in his eyes. Yeah, I'm like yeah 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it's a little that. bit of a hole. By the way, Randy it's, said something at the very top of the show that I I I, I forgot I had this tab open and I just noticed it. I do not mean to change gears this br- abruptly, but uh, Randy mentioned the Baba Yaga earlier, and oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Ibit said, "What's the Baba Yaga?" I didn't yeah. know either, so I looked it up. It's a supernatural being or one of a trio of sisters of the same name who appears as a deformed and or ferocious looking witch. The Baba Yaga flies around in a mortar, wields a pestle, and dwells deep in the forest in a hut usually described by standing on chicken legs. <laughs> so cool? I don't need the skins. <laughs> Does Keanu Reeves play the Baba Yaga in another yes. movie? John Wick. He is referred to by all the Russian yeah. guys. Right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what it meant either. It's a Slavic folk folklore thing, which makes sense because those guys are Slavic, you know, Russian. That makes sense. That, yeah. So makes sense. Man, come on, guys. I know. I know. We're all a little oh, slow God, here. Yeah. I, the, you know, the I, I I wanted to go around the table and talk about the the dumbest thing in the film, yeah. like because there's there's several spots like the convenient broken knee that mm-hmm. where you're just like this is only happening right now to advance the plot. It's not. Sure. This is not. This is like so dumb that i have one <laughs> characters bad for me it's when uh keanu goes to get a sandwich and misses the whole point of their oh, steak yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> precisely i mean it's so point. comedic it pulls up behind yeah. them they jump out with the mask he's standing yeah. there ordering stuff it's yeah. dumb yeah, it was yeah. pretty lame yeah that's pretty dumb but i do i gotta say gotta say though the reagan lbj carter all the masks mm-hmm. the dick dick nixon masks all that stuff Something so creepy about them smiling really are, yeah. and grinning through all that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really weird and really sticks out to me. Like, my number one memory of the movie um, b- before this viewing was that at some point, Reagan is wielding a gas uh, nozzle and is spraying fire from it. And I couldn't remember what the context such was. such an awesome scene. Yeah. That's such an awesome scene. So cool. Mm-hmm. And the way they Not ref- have I, yeah. Is referring to themselves as. You know the presidents and stuff. There's a game on Steam called uh, the the pay, is it payback. No, crap. Right, payback pay, is payday. Right. Payback. That's the one. Yeah, they wear. That's the part two. They wear all the masks. Yeah, they when the part one too. They wear these clown masks. And yeah. the second one, you actually get some DLC where you wear presidents masks. But it's yeah. like inspires you to think of cool ways to. 
do a robbery. Shouldn't, and shouldn't, I love it. Should, I, but I questioned that scene because I was like, shouldn't Carter be out there wielding the gas pump? I mean, wasn't was the 70s more it was the gas, we have the gas crisis? Yeah. Wasn't that more of a... Yeah. I wasn't sure because I wasn't saying... Or was it just like, oh, we got so much gas, we're going to burn it during the Reagan era because, you know, we're just we're just like that. I don't know. Now, yeah. Reagan was, problem... The, yeah. the stupid part that I did not like was actually involved because the other guys kind of did an okay impression of some of the presidents. But the first thing Patrick Swayze does when he jumps up is Reagan and goes, hello, governor, or something like that. And I'm like, what yeah. is that? Yeah, get your effing hands right. in the air, right. you effing effers. Exactly. Yeah. Like, tear down this wall that I'm going to stand on and give me all your money. Or something like that. Do, your, do your best, Reagan. Hello, governor. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, what is that? Well, right. Nixon, yeah, no. Nixon had the best lines as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. one more easiest one. That's easily like the of all of those. Like, do a Lyndon B. Johnson impersonation. Somebody right. you can't you can't do one and have it be recognizable. Yeah. You, you could do one. Time. Well, you could do one. No one would. Who's going to call you? I I will not, all I remember him ever saying was, "I will not run, nor will I seek re-election." I mean, that's it. Like that. Oh, what yeah, else did he ever right. say? He said dumb shit nice. like. Uh, well, Vietnam is a great thing, or whatever. Like he's not quotable, that guy. There's some good trivia there, though. The uh, the uh, the members of the beat the surfer gang die in the order of oh, oh. Um, um, the the presidencies, uh, the the tenures of those four presidents. Oh, shut I up! Don't, I don't think that was intentional because we didn't know when so. Reagan was going to die or Carter, right? Well, no, it doesn't matter when they when the presidents Just die. The it's when they yeah, yeah, yeah. when they were presidents. Oh. Right? Chronological order of of, of their so, presidencies, yeah, right. Which right. is kind of great. I, if they didn't mean to, it's even better. That's yeah, because Carter's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but to say that's not right. Yeah, maybe the best right. ex-president ever. That guy's great, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Building right. houses for home uh, uh, homeless people and freaking yeah. traveling everywhere and like securing and peace peanut deals. butter. Yeah, Come the on, peanut dude. butter. <laughs> He invented peanut what? butter, everybody. That's where Jimmy Carter's famous. George Washington Carter. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Mixing up my history. Going to do it right here. Yeah, why not? Uh, chicken in the bucket. I got one of them. Uh, yeah. For me. Hold on. Let me hit it. I thought about it being the kid at the surf shop uh, that looked like one of the Oh, yeah. Culkin he just showed up all that. And he was somebody. Who was that? Well, he looked I- like a Culkin brother, but he's not. He's like something else. And he's not working now. He hasn't done anything since since 99, but... I looked him up. I tried to find him what he was famous for because he really looked familiar. But I think I thought he right. was just like Col- one of Colkin's brothers. Anyway, uh, I was going to say him, but whatever. He was he was there for a reason. And he did his job. For me, it was whoever is chartering the plane, like the, yeah. right. Especially the guy at the end, right? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I just had a bunch of dead people in my plane get shoved out, and a guy was it's cool. held at gunpoint. But eh, I'm going to go back and land in Malibu and then go yeah. have some subs. Yeah, it's all days, all in a day's work. See you guys around uh, later. Like he, yeah, that exactly, yeah. that to me was very chicken the buckety. But also, didn't Ketus not die? No, he just got shot in the foot. Right. I feel yeah, like yeah. we didn't get any closure there. That may be my several bias. Did. My, yeah, my, my, didn't my, die it's my bias because I thought he was. In the whole movie, I, for whatever reason, Anthony Kiedis was all over this movie in my memory, <laughs> and he's not. He's barely in it. Like it's the most cameo of cameos ever. In fact, I'm a little right. disappointed that my memory is that you, bad. Uh, you know, looking through the cast of this movie, I'm just blown away by the male to female ratio. It is yeah. all oh. dudes, and oh, like yeah. they had to shoehorn in a couple of naked ladies in the FBI <laughs> bust 
in order to, right. you know what I'm like in order to just have a woman appear ever right. in this they band. pulled them they pulled them right out of the red hot chili peppers music videos on mtv probably i'll tell you so what's scary was directed by a woman yeah you've, you've basically got Lori petty the main you know main female character you've got two naked women running around or, or bikini clad women running around the fbi house and then you've got the other woman working at the fbi who helps them locate the the yeah. uh you know, yeah. the information maybe maybe James passed. Cameron was like super insistent on the story direction. It was like, I don't want any ladies in here, honey. And she's like, I want more yeah. women. And they and that's why more they fought. women. I like uh, I like I like Gloria Mann. I'm going through the IMDb. She was fierce woman. I'm okay. assuming she was the one. That Is was she the, the naked her. one? Because the naked there is. I'm telling you right now, if I'm doing a bust at a place or whatever and there is a feral, angry, naked woman fighting me, that's scary <laughs> as shit. You I mean, yeah, I'll, knife in the back business. Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's what was so funny about her character. At first, I had sympathy for her because I'm like, oh, no, she was in the shower and these dudes bust in. And, you know, Keanu Reeves is in her in her shower room. So she starts beating him, beating him up. I'm like, OK, so maybe she's not bad. Maybe she's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Then the next scene, she's like stabbing a dude right in the FBI. And I'm like, no, OK, she knows. Yeah, but she's just hard. Dude, a, a fully frontally nakedly lady. Running Nakedly around with, boob, with booby flying at you. Yeah, knives in the air, screaming is scary. I don't like that yeah. at all. It freaked me out. I didn't I like it. It was, it was super gratuitous. Like, you know, like, what, what are the odds, you know? Low, like, very that, low. If you're busting into a house that has, like, six people in it, that two mm. of them are women and they're both naked. Like, it just, I don't know, <laughs> so gratuitous. It, it totally was, but... but. Man, there's and she had a tattoo that was scary as hell too. I don't know. She, I'm, a, I'm afraid of her. I'm afraid. Sca- I'm you s- should be afraid. Anybody shoot? Anybody slinging arms like that? You just don't know where that's gonna land. Yeah, she was whoever that actress is though. It's like it, that was just crazy. There was also a scene where Lori Petty took off because she figured out he was an FBI agent, and she right. went running into the other room and she's just wearing a shirt. And when she ran, it flipped up. She right, right, has right. white butt. A white butt problem. It is the whitest <laughs> butt. <laughs> it is so white, you guys. Like f- freaking, I don't know what's whiter. A bag of flour maybe is a little whiter than this. So it's something else gotta, to see. Anyway, I gotta, sorry. I want to go back to this movie's Edward Furlong uh, because I can't figure out who it was. Like, <laughs> oh, what? the kid. Yeah, the kid. Like he's he's so similar to Edward Furlong in Terminator yeah, yeah. Two. Yeah. Uh, what who who was it? What's well, his name? I'm talking about. We're just talking about the kid at the surf it's shop. Chris, Christopher like... Pettit, right? Is yeah, Christopher name, Pettit. Right? Christopher That's Pettit. It. He was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. He was in a couple episodes of oh, Doogie Howser. They give the character a name. He has some lines. Fifteen versus yeah, twenty-five. Fifteen. <laughs> he was That's born in seventy. Oh, he died. Drug overdose. Jeez. Oh, he died. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, there oh, you go. Uh, well, so he really is this movie is Edward Furlong. He died in yeah. 2000 at the age of 24 after his death. His acting coach Kevin McDermott founded a scholarship fund in his name. Blah blah blah. He was in stuff from <laughs> blah blah blah. Who cares? He was in well, well, do work well. Last thing he was in was in Judging Amy in '99, and then right. OD the next year. Well, he was, you know looked like a kid with a career going. I want to make this complaint again when we do Star Trek connections. So we'll come back to that. Yeah, because that he was he was in Star Trek. I don't want to okay. give it away or anything, but he was totally in Star Trek. All right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I think it's probably a good time for some clippy clips. Uh, I've got a, yeah. got a number of them here, and they're all fantastic, really. And the movie's full of great uh, lines, so I'm gonna start playing them. Uh, let's begin with this one, which is 
how much a percentage? How much percentage of Utah is a good percent? Well, we find out here. Hundred percent, Utah. Hundred percent, Utah. There you go. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well done. Um, all right, blue. What's this? All right. Hey, you're a real blue flame special, aren't you, son? Oh, I like that line. Blue flame special. What does that mean? Is that just there? They couldn't say blue light because Kmart. He's burning very brightly. Okay. Blue flame special. Hmm. All right. Here's the line where he's full of gum. I'm sure I heard this right. (laughs) Okay. So here you go. Young, dumb, and full of gum. Yeah, gum, right? Gum. Gum. Yes. Like he's got packs of Wrigley's in every shirt pocket, jacket pocket, pants pocket. Yeah. And Mm. uh, in his mouth. And Mm -hmm. he doesn't spit them out. Like he chews them and then swallows them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's so weird. It's really bad for you. Yeah, it's really by bad. the way, uh, Urban Dictionary says blue flame special, derogatory term that borrows from both the concept of blue plate special and the practice of blue flaming to suggest a generic knucklehead. Oh, most likely Keanu Reeves. But wait, what is blue? What is blue flaming? So a blue flame I, is a is a young person who has a lot of energy. Okay, they're they're burning really brightly. They're gonna they're gonna burn. That's, very yeah. rapidly. Okay. The bl- the blue flame is the hottest of the flame, right? Is it? I thought white. Fl- I thought yeah. white flame was the That's... hottest of the flame. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah, this but you know, it's like when you're looking at a gas flame, like the very center right. closest in is blue, and then it gets yellow and orange as it goes further out okay so i think that's like the young part of the flame and as you get older you're more orange and red <laughs> i see well i'm very yeah, orange now. that red flame guy yeah still burns though still hurt still hot just gotta yeah. just a little less he's uh, full of fell energy is why it's green <laughs> there flame. you go i wrote here that Busey's Busey is always like this let's see what i meant i've been in the field for 22 years i fired my piece over 19 times in the line of duty I got no idea what a blind man fetching bricks from the bottom of the pool has got to do with being a special agent. Oh, I love it, dude. He could talk all day. Just love it. That's like they almost just said, hey, just say things you would normally say, Busey. And they probably <laughs> he probably brought up the brick thing, and then they went, you know what, we'll make a scene around this and put bricks in the pool <laughs> because we love him so much. And that actually leads you to believe that it's brilliant they didn't have any great acting in the film because that way – when you have this kind of like off the cuff delivery, he could just write his own lines. He I, could just say whatever he wants and oh, we'll keep what works. I you would know? love a whole movie of improv Busey. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Oh my totally. gosh. Totally. Here he is losing it. Listen, you snot, those little shit. I was taking shrapnel and case sod while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face. <laughs> that had to be. <laughs> It had to be a little improv, right? <laughs> a little improv because who does that? Like, that's not like a. That's not like a thing that kids do. No, they don't. If, if your partner shook you as hard as Busey shakes Reeves there, I actually, I actually wondered if they had a problem like on the set. Like if, like if you got to go to HR now and talk about we're making a movie, yeah. but Busey just attacked me and shook me so hard. Yeah, it's like a Busey. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good. All right, here's a uh, rub. What I don't know. This is for little rubber people who don't shave yet. Oh, I don't remember what that was for. Little rubber people what? that don't Baby, shave yet? like young young kids. Is that what it is? This is for yeah. little rubber people who don't shave yet. Okay. What was the context of that? Was that? I don't, uh, I don't there know. was some made. There was some made up stuff in this movie. Yeah, it's they, better without context. Okay. I I don't remember that at all. Anyway, here's uh here's how much he's produced. Over the last two weeks, you two have produced exactly squat. Oh man, look at look at uh, P- Perry go what? off, man. That's great. Yeah. Um, uh, I wrote here his acting would get better with age. Colin, this is Utah. Get Angelo out of there. They're pulling out a f***ing arsenal. 
Oh, he is so bad in this, you guys. <laughs> so, Man, oh, I'm yeah. so frustrated during this scene. You just triggered a memory. So I was a teenager, and I wanted to see this movie because everyone was saying that it had the most uses of the F word in oh, all history of movies. Mm. I, w- I was told, you have to go see that. I don't know how old I was. I was told to go see the movie because of the F word, like that it was going to be chock full of the F word. So I, I noted every time someone said that, that hmm. while I'm watching it this your time. Future job for the MPAA. It right? was a Does lot. It, did your number jive with the IMDb 105 number? That's I what they have. I didn't like. I didn't count. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh. Like, I noticed mm. every time. So I'm like, wow, this word is used a lot for a movie from '91. Yeah, they were into it. They were way into the F bomb. Uh, I wrote here late 80s for sure, whatever that is. Hang 10, Bap is like totally right, dude. Oh my gosh, that just about put me <laughs> in the grave. I almost yeah, you can up. tell we were talking earlier about how this movie seems to be directed more towards the, the younger crowd. And I think it's the crowd that's like supposed to be on Keanu's side when he goes in and yep, right. and is talking to the chief. I'm I'm more on the chief's side like, oh, that's so irritating. Get out of my office. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this is for... Mouths writing checks that I just don't want to cat. <laughs> Gen X. This is a Gen Xer thing where everyone's mostly slackers like Bodie and his crew or... Mm-hmm. You're the one kid who made it through the academy, but just won't, you know, give respect to your to the people in charge. And the older generation's cranky with you. Like it was it's just so this is so just like generation gap obvious, you know. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Yeah. All right, here's uh speaking to the microphone, squid oh this is good. That was so that was so weird. Yeah, this is great. Here you go. Speak into the microphone, squid brain. It was when he is he was holding yep. his gun in his face and said, speaking to the microphones, good brain. I, I did not get that. That matter of fact, that whole <laughs> lawnmower just pissed me off. Everything know, about man. the lawnmower just pissed me off. I agree. I just was like, all right, sir, do you not notice the SWAT van and people Why running all over the place? Shoot the lawnmower when you can shoot the dude. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. lame. Uh, hey, look who's in this movie. Ah, you're a cowboy's eye. You're a real cowboy's right, Batman and Robin. You know what this is, huh? You know what this is, punk? There's two keys. Uncut. Crystal meth. Uncut. There was a, there was a third one, but I, I lost it. I don't know yeah, where it went. I don't know where it went. Uh, see you guys <laughs> next week. Thanks. He's uh, This would have been at the height of his drug use, too. Like, seriously hardcore at that time, mm-hmm. I think. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. I like that guy. He's an a-hole, but I like him. Here's a here's a way you don't want to talk about food. I'm so hungry I could eat the ass end out of a dead rhino. I should have had you get me three of these things. <laughs> you should have said three. You said two like a hundred times. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, two. He wanted two. Yeah. Why? Two, Utah. Hey, Utah. Yeah, hey, Utah, two. two. Uh, some sweet dialogue here. Ever done this before? No. But I've seen it on TV. It's 100% pure adrenaline. Other guys snort for it, jab a vein for it, and all you got to do is jump. Sure, it's a blast, but listen, I sort of screwed my knee up yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I noticed you limping, but hey, don't worry about it, bro. Don't worry at all, because we're not going to land on land. Oh, well, fine, then. Okay, all right. <laughs> we're not going to oh, land on land. That's the very definition of land. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you don't say I'm going to see on sea. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, we're gonna lake on that lake right there. That's a good point. You could say I want to. I will see you on the sea. You could say that. Right. You could say that. Yeah. It's it's weird that they they bust into his house in the middle of the night and he's got a loaded gun at the end of his bed and he doesn't just walk yeah. back into his bedroom, pick it up, and start shooting. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't get that. I don't yeah. understand why he doesn't just start 
blowing them all away. Like, yeah, they, that, you know, at that stage, the girl's going to be not, okay because he's not going to do anything until he hears right. from Bodie, right? Like, right. Bodie's the trigger. But he doesn't. He doesn't have enough proof at this point to prove it was them. I right. don't know. So, I, mean, I feel so like gotta, I feel like this is against all sorts of rules. He's not supposed to put it. this he relationship right. Like it just makes no sense that he he an FBI agent who is being attacked in the middle of the night, these guys barging into his house, doesn't just go get his gun and shoot him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that should have been John Wick right there. <laughs> here's uh some sw- i don't know here's uh oh brian nibbett's favorite line here you go i am an fbi agent oh my gosh <laughs> this is the best line of the whole film so bad they got that one in one take by the way that's good all right we're all going right, moving on <laughs> right. moving on that was painful yeah maybe you need to yell it more because it doesn't sound convincing try a louder version of it keanu <laughs> for this next take here's uh some foley of a guy getting hit in the gut at the bank and it cracked me up so here you go you hear that? One more time. Little buddy. Little buddy. Oh, right. Speaking of unexplainable things, why did they go for the vault on this last job? Um, was it to get more money so he could be, go to Australia and do his Yeah, it was thing? supposed to be his last, last job now that they had, they had not been even close to getting caught along the way. But now that Utah had pretty much cornered them. That was that was the difference, right? That's just, just yeah, but all, but yeah, yeah. It was also just to show that even though he had this Zen attitude about everything and everything was all worked out in his head, Bodie, that is that if he delayed, uh, you know, right. or created, it showed that he had cracks in his, in his ideas. And I kind of get why they did it, but it's still, it was pretty dumb, but whatever, man, there's a big vault full of money. What are you going to do? Right. I, I do like the bank managers like, okay, Janice, here's the key. You do it. Like, dude, fuck <laughs> it, Janice. Yeah. Man up a little there, buddy. All right. Uh, take your hands off me. Take your hands off off me right now yeah it's right now pretty good uh here's a good one i was in this bureau when you were still popping zits on your funny face (laughs) wow he did like there's a lot of lines that he delivers like i was doing this while you were blank blank blank." right right. because this is what old people do i was doing this while you were doing that yeah well you're still wearing short pants and riding dinosaurs or something Uh, I freaking love him. All right, there's more. Why don't you astonish me, shitface? Yeah, why don't you astonish me, shitface? That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Busey, what? Hey, here. Oh, I love that. This is when Busey gets shot and he makes this horrible sound. So listen to this. It's awful. And then he's and then he follows it up with this. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know. I know. All right. Uh, here's the longest no we've heard in a long time. No! That's a long oh, that, one. That was a good wow. one. That was. Oh, uh, yeah. I got so irritated. I think that was another one of those times where they did this stupid thing all throughout this movie where they'd show slow motion video and then Foley new audio of them talking or saying stuff over it. So it's like yeah. when they're surfing, they're going, whoa, and yeah. But yeah. it's not like slowed down with the slowed down stuff. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like but, that either. That was that they have to extend there. Yeah, exactly. But when they're delivering the lines, they have to extend it to kind of match up with their mouths. Yeah. Nice. You right. did it, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think that was one of those with the no. Yeah. yeah. Right. Why wasn't the surfing in this movie better? Like, if, if of all the things to sort of not do much of or do well. 
I don't understand why this, the surfing. Well, the was, stuff this early, was not the early stuff was, was good. To surfers. Yeah, that's true. But didn't you think the for like the the opening sequence of him out in the rain doing the the shooting range and then it being intercut with Bodie or I assume it was Bodie doing surf stuff. That stuff was pretty cool. Like for a hot minute there, they were doing that, but then they just never did it again. It just never. I mean. I'm just saying that as far as like action sports go, you know, extreme sports and stuff, this is a skydiving movie. It's yeah, it's yeah. like it, it bugs me when I so I, I got really into surfing movies and specifically like documentary style surfing movies over the last like 15 years. Yeah. And they got real good also. Like they, you know, suddenly there were movies like Riding Giants that are amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, like in my memory, Point Break was a surfing movie. And, uh, you know, and there's great surfing movies now, too, like Chasing Mavericks is one of the best ever. Yeah. And, and Surfing so Nazis I, is great. No. <laughs> surf Nazis surf Nazis watch, watch Surf Nazis. You're great. Uh, <laughs> but like, so in my memory, Point Break w- was this surf movie. And then I'm watching it and there's only a couple of minutes of actual surfing in the whole movie. And one of the two minutes is at night, which make, it makes no sense and isn't interesting at all. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's it, true. It, it, I agree. It, it was a letdown. I, I agree. I, I More surfing it, would be good. Right. I think I, I think with with actors who aren't necessarily surfers and who are lying on their interview, <laughs> I guess you kinda had to do what you had to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's true. Uh, you lied do- on the application. Right. I Fine. Lied. We won't even have surfing in the movie. <laughs> All right, here's another dumb thing. Maya con Dios. Yeah, that's dumb. What's that yeah. mean actually? In Spanish. Go with God. Go with God. Oh, go with God. All right. All right. Maya or in this Dios. case, well, his 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 delivery seems lacking to me. Right. And in this case, it actually meant go not surf because you're because from the scene he literally he doesn't even get up. He just like immediately gets wiped out. Yep. That's all true. All right. Here's one one other clip. I don't know what it is. We'll get him when he comes back in. Oh, this guy. So it was like a cop. <laughs> and, and there was something about yeah, he's going to get him when he gets back. He sounded like some old cowboy. Like, right, like get him when he comes back in. <laughs> like, like the we did, we uh, old fighter really in a western. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, the canary, uh, the canary died. We don't think we should go in that man. <laughs> it's like that kind of guy. I don't know why I did a canary oh, in the cold. Point, pointless dialogue, too. Been better for this to stand there quietly. Yeah, no point. We got stare. it. Yeah, we totally got it. They didn't have to explain it. You that. already said those words. Yeah, totally. Hey, look at this. This is the film sack checklist. When in doubt, throw a dog at your pursuer. Check. High school knee injury makes for bad on foot chases. Check. And finally... Dude, bro, as shit. Check. Dude, bra. Dude, bra. So I never, I never heard from Daryl for Trek stuff, but there are a bunch. Uh, specifically, that kid we were talking about earlier, Randy, uh, was in TNG. Uh, had a role there. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, and and again, his his name was Christopher Petier. Christopher Petier. Yeah. TNG. His it was his first ever appearance in IMDb. His character was named Boy. And I'm like, why can't you give him a name? Yeah, name oh. that kid. Name Star him. Trek The Next Generation? Yeah, something. Uh, future uh, Surfboard Shop Keep. That's what he should have been called. Uh, Lori yeah. Petty was also in an episode of Voyager. Oh. Yes, she was. Yeah. She played Noss in the episode Gravity. Yeah, which hmm. was actually pretty good. And I don't, 
I'm sure there are others, but I, those were the two I could surface search and kind of sort of find. I don't have the You stuff surfed Darryl a has. search? What did you just say? What was that you said? I searched the surf. I surfed the internet. Surf. Yeah, bro, I bodied. What did they say? <laughs> what did they say Bodhi meant? I forgot now. It meant something, right? It was short for Bodhisattva, which is like right. a, um, uh, what's a Steely Dan song? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's also a, <laughs> like a Hindu god or something? Yeah, or I a, think it's a Hindu, uh, yeah. No, no, it's Buddhist. Is it Buddhist? Buddhist, that's it. Buddhist, okay. Yeah. Bindu, I call it. It's a combo of things, Bindu. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, well done, Lori Petty. Uh, for soundtrack grade, I would give it an N for 90s. It was fine. It did what it needed to do. This was, uh, what's his name? Uh, freaking, ah, what left my head. Uh, hold on. It was music by, he's a famous guy. Shit. He's uh, a famous music guy. He does music. Uh, oh. Mark Isham. That's it. Yeah, right. He used to, Mark, he made Mark some Isham. cool new agey albums that I used to buy because I was kind of into that for a while. It was, this had a good soundtrack. We mentioned the Rat song earlier, but there's also a great uh, Concrete Blonde song when you first see Lori Petty's character that was a B-side to the Joey single. And the only way you could get that song was by buying the Joey CD single, which I did because I really liked that song. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then that Rat yeah. song at the end is actually a pretty good Rat song, but it's the only place it ever appeared. They wrote it for the movie. Wow. So you cannot get it on a Rat album. He Surprising a, there's no Red Hot Chili Peppers on the soundtrack, right? I mean, <laughs> one of the guys right there. Yeah. Did you sing us a song? Yeah. How about how about rap it? Give it away. <laughs> give it away now. That would have worked, except that was later, <laughs> I think. So, so Mark Isham was a hard-working composer in the early 90s. He did like 100 movies. Uh, that includes Fire in the Sky, Cool World, uh, River Runs Through It, Time Cop. Mm, uh, Time Cop. Time Cop. Some God. things we seen on film sack what's here. he what's he um anything now let's see uh mark uh, he's been doing tv a lot oh that new cloak uh, and dagger is um uh, he's doing all the music for that that's exciting yeah he scored an episode of black mirror a new one yeah no, this, no, this new one. season yeah yeah that's true oh yeah tons of tv stuff wow yep you're right i'm very busy still like lots like 2017 2016 2015 just full of work Dude's a busy, busy feller. Well, good job, Mark Isham. May you ever find peace and... Oh, he wrote the soundtrack for Blade. I like Blade. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I knew I'd seen the name. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mark Isham. There you go. Uh, there you go. Hey, uh, Twitter post. This is where we uh, sum it all up in 100... Uh, damn it. 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Point break. Bra, if you want the ultimate bra... You've got to be willing to pay the ultimate price, brah. It's not tragic, brah, to die doing what you love, brah. Oh, I like it. Hey, brah. Yeah. How do you spell bra? Is it B-R-A or B-R-A-H? Yeah. I always thought it was B-R-U-H, but that's more bruh. That's bruh. 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 That's, what, that's what people actually say. In Point Break, they say bra. In real life, people say bruh. Yeah. Or in my <laughs> life, nothing says that or else I punch you in the eye. <laughs> hey, Rick and Morty say that a lot, don't they? Do bruh. they? I don't know. Well, was, I guess, uh, or no, Mark Harmon says that, or not Mark Harmon, uh, Dan Harmon says that a lot. Mark Harmon didn't say that on, on Jagger. But Dan Harmon says that a lot, like in the descriptions for the Rick and Morty episodes, when oh, you look at right. the, the descriptions. Oh, well, that's hilarious. I didn't know he was doing that. I should look at those more. Um, really all right, let's move on to Brian Dunaway. Point break. 
Like getting moist from all the wetness and hotness and stuff. Ooh. Lightness <laughs> counts, asshole. <laughs> nice. You've made good use of your 280 characters. Good job. Moist. Uh, and finally, Brian Ibbett. Point break. This movie is gnarly. And not in the Jeff Spicoli way, but more in the Busey's colon after eating two meatball subs way. <laughs> Ugh, all I can think about is how gassy it'd be in the car. Just like, no, uh, don't blah, think about that. I, well, I try not to, but it, I couldn't help it. Oh, look at this. This just handed to me. It's a little piece of paper. Actually, this is my ticket from my second viewing of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Anyway, uh, these are the alternate titles. Uh, it was almost called The Flaming Reagan. <laughs> or a deli- delicious uh, baked beverage there you or go. baked uh, dessert. <laughs> That's right. Beverage. Or now this could have multiple meanings. But it was almost called Joint Break no, because, A, a bunch of stoners trying to rob a thing, or his his knee. knee, See? That's right. And maybe you could have the marijuana to help you with the knee. (laughs) I know what's going on here. All right. Email time. We got an email from Bernie who wrote in and said this at filmsackagemail.com. I'm not dead. No, Bernie is not dead. Should have voted for me, he says. Quit, quit attaching my arms to a pulley and raising them up when I'm pretending to play Monopoly. Even Knock better, it off. Even better. Uh, it says this. Hey, guys, I really enjoyed your film sack on Gremlins. I've seen this film four times, and there's so much that I forgot. One uh, of the weirdest things about Rand Peltzer, the inventor, is the business card that he hands to the old guy in the Asian store. It's like a three-by-five card. <laughs> no one has cards that big. <laughs> Also, uh, he says, even when I saw this as a kid, I was thinking about how my parents would never tolerate me being an inventor after that much failure. You really have to suspend your disbelief and wonder when Lynn is going to say, Randy, could you please get a job now? I assume Rand is short for Randy. I read it that way. Anyway, also, as soon as you can, you guys need to sack Gremlins too. The CEO that is modeled after Trump is John Glover. His name is Clamp, and the company uh, logo is a clamp clamp crushing the earth. I don't remember much from it. He just said it was a real job, or sorry, but it was a real jab at corporate America. Keep it up. Uh, keep it going, fellas. Bernie. Well, all right, then. I think Gremlins 2 is definitely on our want to do. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's so good. And and I watched a little YouTube video that reminded me how much better it was than I even remember. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Generally speaking, people like 2 a lot. I, mm-hmm. uh, I remember at the time reviews were kind of split, but all kind of in retrospect, kind of how the whole world will be about Last Jedi in about 10 years. Everyone loves it now. So mm-hmm. just like they were with, by the way, all that last Jedi hubbub went back and read a ton of like audience uh, exit poll stuff mm-hmm. and reviews and stuff from the time of Empire Strikes Back. The one that everyone universally ah. says is the best. People were hate. People hated on that freaking movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. gosh, I what wonder if. My mind about all that was all the people saying they didn't like how it was edited, mm-hmm. which it would, was new to them at the time. Right. And it's, it, I found it really hard to get my mind around, wow, there was a time when people went to a movie and were surprised and annoyed that a film was cut together the way this these movies were. Like, to me, it's that they're actually kind of pedestrian now when you watch them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, only, I, I was nine or ten or whatever I was, and I didn't like it either. It seemed too dark to me and all the good guys were losing. It, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it wasn't until later I went, oh, wait a minute. This is actually really, this is like a good movie, not just a good Star Wars movie. Like, this is a straight up good quality, great movie. I hate to tell everybody, but I think that's where Je- Next Jedi is going to be in a few years. People are going to look back and go, I, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the way Last Jedi ends is so hopeful and uplifting. 
yep. that I feel like if you come away from that last part and go, there is something like you need to get therapy. Like there's something really wrong with <laughs> yeah, you. You're dead inside. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not <laughs> uplifted and optimistic at the end of that movie. I, I'm going to, I mean, I've seen it twice and the second viewing was even, I'd love the second viewing for whatever reason, you know, Star Wars, for what it is now in our lives, you, you do kind of have to do the whole anticipation viewing and then you got to go back later and get it for real. Yeah. And, yeah. and man, I freaking loved it. I loved it. So if you're listening to us and you're thinking, oh, I've been on the fence because the whole world seems to not want me to go, just go. Go see it. <laughs> Who cares what the world thinks? Magical and good. I liked it. Right. Uh, one more email from Rob from Allen, Texas. Alan, Rob, uh, where's Alan, Texas? Anyway, Randy, uh, that's, the, that's the in that's the Alan, Texas of, of Point Break, the new Point Break remake. His name is Alan, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even occur to me, but yeah, that makes sense. Well, he says, gentlemen, Boss Baby is so much better than either Who's Talking Now movies. Those were bad, and unfortunately, it would uh, it would spoil the movie to tell you how the story is being told, which is what makes the movie so good. Definitely a movie for kids. It's cute. Uh, we were mm. ripping on. Uh, boss baby and I guess he's bringing that up anyway he says I watched the preview for The Void and it was all I could do I don't know how you guys <laughs> sat through it he says I'm with you dude it was pretty We're bad dedicated he you're says, welcome he says however I do see how you guys get down the rabbit holes on various topics seemingly unrelated to the film Rob Allen Texas yeah yeah no The Void is off-putting when you when you even just get a taste of it but we're here for you guys you don't we yeah. wa- we like it when you watch the movies, but you don't have to. And it's more about the discussion we can have about movies anyway, generally. So, yeah. Right. Rob, don't so worry. We watch the garbage so you don't have to kind yeah, of thing. No, but we like it when you do with us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, we extend this thing to to ourselves, and it's good like for other people to join in right like yeah. i would have never watched the void if the if i thought the other three of you weren't also watching it right you know right right exactly so like it's there's a way and sometimes we're surprised sometimes we come away going oh you know what i like that for example i don't know if we've actually said it today but i uh, despite you know many misgivings and all the obvious uh hooch that are in this movie I think Point Break is an infinitely rewatchable, fun, rad movie, and I'm glad it exists. Like, I think it's great. I don't want to live in a world where there's no Point Break 1. Now, this mm-hmm. this remake, you know, we'll probably have to do that here so we can have some some reference point for Balance, that. Some closure. Uh, some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear bad things, but, but you know. Yeah, and there's and there's tons of movies where I'm like, I look back on it. Like, The Electric Horseman is my favorite example. There's no way I'm watching that movie mm-hmm. without you guys also watching it. But also, I look back and I'm like, that was actually kind of cool to mm-hmm. watch together and talk about. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish for you, the audience, to have also seen it because there's just no way you got out of that episode of Film Sack what we did if you didn't see the movie. I, I agree. There's an extra level. And so, where's my wish for 2018? Because this is not only the last episode of Film Sack of this year, it's also the last Frog Pants show of any kind this year. And uh, then we put 2017 to bed and we we get into bed with 2018 and we see how that is. <laughs> and uh, we're we're very excited to do that. I would I would just encourage everybody one of your New Year's resolutions, like all that other stuff is fine. Go to the gym, pay off your debt, blah, blah, blah. All the things you usually put on your list is great. But on that list, put watch the films along with the film sack, guys. And I promise your listening experience will go up a notch. 
even if you just kind of skip through them, even if you sit down and you do like, okay, I don't want to see the scene. Flip, Have flip, it on flip, in the background while you're doing other things. We're totally fine with that. Yeah. We support and, them. and we promise to bring, you know, we're, we're always aiming to, to not, we're not just trying to find crap. Our goal is to find interesting to talk about. And so, We'll we'll have plenty that'll be like, oh, that's actually a good movie, and everyone should see that again. Or we thought that was a good movie, but it didn't hold up, or you know, whatever. So 2018, the year the audience watches movies with us, or whatever percentage currently doesn't does. That's the goal. <laughs> everyone, write that down. All right. Okay. Uh, emails can come to us at filmsackagemail.com. Thank you guys for sending those in. Both Bernie and Alan. May all your uh, New Year's Eves be drunk. All right, let's uh, be done. Oh, what's uh, so next week, which is a new year, we do have a new show coming. What's our episode, Randy? Next, I forgot. Next week, you better lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. You better never let it go. You've got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow and watch 8 Mile with us next week. 8 Mile. And then, and then the following week, this is important, folks. Start making your plans now. Tommy Wiseau's The Room is showing in theaters nationwide on January 10th. We're going to sack the room after eight mile. Yep. Uh, wow. It's not, it is streaming. It's our first, it's our first fathom events stack. Yes. <laughs> and if you can't see it there for whatever reason, you're not near an AMC theater or whatever you can, the whole thing's on YouTube for some reason. Uh, so you can see it there and still see it. Uh, I think it's even on Blu-ray. Yeah. You can get it everywhere. I just or don't, DVD I just don't, don't pay for it unless you're doing the theater thing. You can get it, you know. You can get it for eleven ninety nine on Prime, uh, on DVD. Might as well do that. Make sure you don't get the Brie Larson film about the kidnaps, yeah, uh, kidnap victims. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Very different thing. <laughs> Good movie though, but not. You yes, know, you but know. you'll you'll be lost when we start talking about. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hit her. That all that stuff's not going to make sense. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, this is going to be great. I can't wait. The next two weeks are all lined up. Uh, again, next week, 8 Mile, the Eminem uh, biopic, biopic, as some would say, <laughs> uh, is happening. So, be back for that. I know if it's excited. I'm actually uh, excited because I never saw it. So, I, I want to see it and see what's up. And I like, you know, I like Eminem. He's got some rap I like, you know? Sure. 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 He's got that weird concert I saw once. I saw a concert video where he... Part of the concert video was to talk about his girlfriend or his wife at the time he was having trouble with, mm. and then barf in a toilet. Do you guys remember that? No, that was a weird thing. He had like a he had like a home, like a a multi level home built in the stage, but it was like cross sectioned in half so you could see all the rooms, but then the dividing lines between them, kind of like a like a dollhouse. Huh. And he's up there, he's like walking through it, rapping, going, "Everybody, never let it go," and the deal, and the Slim Shady, and all that. And he's running around and doing his thing. <laughs> And at some point, he ends up on, like, the third floor, and he's talking about his girlfriend and then just purposely turns, <laughs> sticks his fingers down his throat and yaks into a toilet as part of the act. And I remember Weird. thinking, well, I don't ever want to see that ever again, Eminem. Marshall Mathers, please don't do that ever again in my life. So no. anyway, barfing, not good. All right. Yeah. Maybe don't, don't, don't lose yourself that much. No. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I I was kind of blown away by Eminem on Saturday Night Live about 6 weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, that was really good. It was interesting because they didn't do the typical thing where they give him two music Bonk. breaks. Yeah, they yeah, just right, gave him right. one and he decided he was going to do like a, a a medley like the yeah. like almost the greatest hits. Eminem's so he didn't host, he he just did the music. He was the music right, guy. He was just the musical guest. Oh, well, and the, and the host was Chance the Rapper. What, and so you're like, what what's going on here? Yeah. Like 
but Chance the Rapper. Just... Lauren Michaels, we booked two rappers. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. What do we do? Well, uh, this uh, is how you take. I don't know why that's his voice, but yeah. But he was. But, but Eminem was really strong, and he had uh, Skylar Gray out there doing, uh, you know, like vocals for stuff like uh, "Thank You." Ultimate songs, mm-hmm. yeah. Skylar Gray. Why can't really I think awesome. of who that is? Skylar. I like Gray. her. All she right. does great still. Well, uh, there you go. Thank you all for being here and listening. We've enjoyed it. Thank you for a great year of Film Sack. Uh, that, of course, goes to you, the listening audience, but of course, all of us here on the show. Uh, awesome stuff. I have some of my favorite Film Sack moments, I think, happened in 2017. Uh, who knows why? Maybe 2017 has been kind of a weird year. Turns out. why? <laughs> yeah. Film Sack is is a bright spot in an otherwise a little bit weird year but uh uh keep on coming back everybody we really appreciate it filmsack.com is our website as always email us filmsack at gmail.com leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast and follow us on twitter at filmsack that's going to do it for us for me for brian for brian and for randy yes that's me we'll see you next time bra 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 i am not an fbi agent <laughs> i threw my badge away this show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com